The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info You. I'm just got Daryl tonight. I'm running solo, but I'm doing all I can, giving you all I can while I can. Hey, guys, we got this guy, Tom Brady. Let's talk about him for a minute. You know, Tom Brady just renegotiated his contract, and it's not really a, a, a renegotiating. It's, it's more of a, a, of a contract extension, per se. And Tom Brady, through, with this new contract extension, He's going to be playing through 2019. Now, if Tom Brady plays until 2019, he'll literally be almost 42 years old. Now, I just can't imagine Tom Brady playing until he's 42 years old. Now, however, when you look at this guy, he's 38 years old now, and he looks, he looks like he's in pretty doggone good shape. You know, I, I, I can't say he will not be able to play into his 40s, but we've seen some athletes just really get tumbled, I mean, just get blasted in their later ages playing this position at quarterback. Peyton Manning, we've seen him deal with all kinds of injuries. Can Tom Brady, will he be able to hold up and, and, and deal with the kind of injuries that Peyton Manning's had to deal with, neck injuries, um, knee injuries. And Tom Brady, he's had some, but nothing really, really, really serious. I would imagine it'd be hard to see him play that many years. However, we've had people play up to 20 years. Um, Jackie Slater um, played for the L.A. Rams for 20 years. Um, Daryl Green played defensive back for the, for the Washington Redskins 20 years in the NFL. Um, Jason Henson, a kicker, played 20 years for the Detroit Lions. And Lee Garcia um, played for the Browns for 20 years. You know, uh, well, guys, you know, this is possible, but we don't look at at the position of quarterback. We look at that as a position that a guy doesn't get hit a lot. Well, let me tell you, they get hit a lot. And I think what what we should be amazed at is how long you can throw a ball for that many years. I mean, can you imagine how many miles these guys have thrown passes for in practice, in high school, in college? Uh, we've heard of teams, NFL teams, bringing guys in just so they'll have an extra arm so they won't wear out a quarterback. Um, and Tom Brady could be that guy that um, 
his arm may go before anything else. And let's don't forget, like I said, hey, this guy's 38 years old, and Tom Brady, um, hey, he might be playing until he's 42 if he can fulfill the, the extension of this contract. He has two more years on his contract, and he has um, he just signed a two-year extension, which gives him until he's 42 years old to play quarterback. But, guys, there's a story out that Terrell Owens, T.O., T.O., baby. T.O. says he was really, he felt really disrespected by the NFL for not making him a first ballot Hall of Famer. T.O., do you have any idea how disrespected the NFL feel about guys like you? who go out and make $80 million through your career. And before you can leave the game, you broke. Come on, T.O. I mean, you say you disrespected, but how do you think the NFL owners and NFL guys that came before you and made half as much money as you did and living a very, very prosperous life without bankruptcy, and here you're a guy that played Man, half as long as most of these guys. And T.O., you're broke. And, and you wanna and you wanna blame who? Who do you wanna who do you wanna blame? You say you feel disrespected. You say you feel disrespected by the NFL. Come on, man. I, I, those are those are ridiculous words for anybody to say after you pulled in eighty million dollars. And and T.O., let's don't forget. How about that contract that you signed with the Philadelphia for the Philadelphia Eagles? Forty-six, uh, forty-nine million dollars and ten million up front. Come on, T.O. And you want us to feel bad for you because you're not a first ballot Hall of Famer? You know, T.O. says, "Well, hey, he got caught up in some of the same situations that a lot of guys get caught up, and his name does come up with um with some people like um." Um, Clinton Porters, who got caught up in this casino um, scam where someone was supposed to be bringing a big casino to to Alabama. Well, turned out that casinos are illegal in Alabama, so they couldn't even bring bring the casino there. T.O. lost $2 million in that. At one point, this is a guy that didn't have a father growing up. They said T.O. Found, found out about his dad when he was dating a girl across the street from him. And his mom told him, that's his half-sister. What? T.O., I hope they caught you in time, man. I hope they caught you in time, T.O. Man, boy, that's something to live with. That right there drive you broke. The thought of, man, oh, let's leave that alone. But anyway, T.O., let's get back to Terrell Owens. You know, Terrell Owens, here's a guy with four kids. At one point, he was paying $46,000 a month in child support, he's broke. Yeah, he he he's broke, man. And you know what you know what that is, right? You know, um, yeah, we can say he's paying forty six thousand dollars in child support, but in reality, some of us just say that hey, that's his old pu ssy bill, and that's a terrible thing to say. But hey, to you can't let your bill get out of control like that. Because I mean, really, man, your 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 bill got really almost out of control, Terrell. I mean, come on, Terrell. You know, you're losing money on in, 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 in houses, condos. You know, at one point, Terrell had multiple houses 
and multiple condos. And I guess my concern is, how many houses can one person stay in at one time? Come on, T.O. I mean, most, most, most people, if they go out of town, they may rent a hotel or a suite. No, you got to have your house in Miami, Los Angeles, San Diego, um, New York. Come on, Philadelphia. This, the, these, these things are, are begging for you to go broke when you find yourself with four kids and you're paying child support for all four of them. You know, I just talked to a gentleman over the weekend, uh, played golf on Sunday, and we were talking about um, one of his brothers uh, is right now, he's locked up for child support. <laughs> and this is funny. He's locked up for child support, and he got grandkids from the child that he's locked up for child support for. Now, I mean, man, you know, some, some people don't want to pay their child support bill, and in some cases... Your child support bill is so big that you, you're going to either um, go to jail, go to court, or get it reduced, or um, or you're going to run away from this like a lot of people do, and, and running, running never wins. It will catch up with you. So, T.O., man, let's get this thing together, man. Um, I don't know. I know you had the reality show one time. That didn't work out. Um, and even on the reality show, it appears as though you had some hanger honors. Like people just kind of hanging around because you are T.O. And, and and you got the flow, man. So, um, T.O., get yourself together, man. I mean, stop making these dumb investments. Um, you're 42 years old now. Uh, you should possibly be coming into um. You should possibly be coming into um, into a pension pretty soon. So, um, I think you're gonna be all right. Uh, so. Hey T.O., get yourself together and let's try and try and make this thing work, uh, T.O. Uh, but hey, guys, let's talk a little bit about this Johnny Manziel. Uh, Johnny Manziel, they got him turning up again. They got him turning up again. My goodness, Johnny Manziel, you got to get yourself together too, man. Your dad said you know he he he's he's concerned if you're gonna make it to. Uh, um, 24 years old. Wow. I'm going to tell you something right now. My dad ain't around, but if he told me something like that, I really think I would get myself together right away. I mean, I mean, right away. I never, I tell people this story one time. My dad saw my car once and, um, at a place where I probably shouldn't have been. And I was a grown man. I was in my late twenties. And he told me, he says, hey, I don't want to see your car over there anymore. I promise you, I've never been back there since. As an adult, as a young adult, I have never, ever been back there. So sometimes when you hear words from your parents, um, that's almost like a, if that's not a, a, a foghorn going off in your head, I don't know what could be a foghorn going off in your head. If your parents telling you, hey, son, uh, you better slow down because... You, you might find yourself in jail or, or in some more, something even more worse than jail, uh, in the graveyard, unless you slow yourself down. And some of us are probably saying, Johnny Manziel, he really just need a, a good swift kick in his, you know what, you know, in his, in his derriere. That's, some, that's what he really needs. And, and, you know, I, I have to um, give Johnny credit. Uh, he has not been caught um, drunk driving 
per se yet. Um, there have been some sightings of him maybe um, doing some things in the bathroom stall that he shouldn't be doing. But that was never, um, there was never really anything concrete about that either. Now, some say they saw him with a straw or a rolled up dollar bill in his hand. We're not sure, so we don't know about that. But Johnny Manziel, man, get yourself together, man. I mean, you know, when you, and, and Johnny, they say they caught you clubbing down in Miami, Florida. Let me tell you something, Johnny. If you got that, if you had that dollar bill rolled up in your hand, over in somewhere in Texas or some island um, over in the Caribbean, man, you watch yourself down there in Miami because they will, they, they, they'll have you chasing cars and looking on the ground and, and they're trying, trying to see things that you thought you saw. Hey, be careful down there in Miami, Johnny, I'm telling you. And if you need some connections, if you need somebody to watch your back while you're down there, give us a holler at Sports Info UM. 888-346-9144. We're here every Monday night on the Sports Info UM show, voiceamerica.com. Give us a call, man. We'll take care of it. We'll, we, we'll, we will keep an eye on you, Johnny. We got people that will take care of you while you're down there in Miami. Anytime you're down south in Miami, man, we'll, we, we'll, we'll, we'll do the right thing for you. Guys, there's a story out now that the Washington Redskins say they will take a seventh-round pick. They will take a seventh-round pick and um, for, for Robert Griffin III. A seventh-round pick for Robert Griffin III. Come on, man. Robert Griffin III, he's worth no more than a seventh-round pick now? Is, is, is he dropped to, to that, that low? He's worth a, a last-round pick in the NFL draft? My goodness. I, I find that just almost hard to believe that you're talking about a guy that the Redskins traded two picks to get, and now they're willing to take a seventh-round pick for? That's, that's, that's unheard of. But... I think Robert Griffin put himself in this position by running his mouth too much, cozying up to the owner just a bit too much. Now the owner is still there, and Robert is pretty much looking for a job. But let's tip our hat to an old-school guy named Mike Shanahan who recruited me to play running back at the University of Florida when I was in high school. Let's tip our hats to him. Because maybe he saw this prima donna in Robert Griffin, and he saw where he was maybe a little bit selfish, but he was forced to sign or forced to, to uh, draft his kid in the first round. Maybe he saw that, and he made a decision to say, hey, um, let's take this guy, Kirk Cousins, later on in the draft, and now we look up, and who's, who's there? Kirk Cousins is still there. Who's missing? Well, we're still waiting to see if Robert Griffin can play in this league. And we're still waiting to see if Robert Griffin is going to have a team to play for next year. You know, the, um, right now the Dallas Cowboys have come out and said they don't see a place for Robert Griffin in their organization. The Houston Texans, you thought they may have made an effort to, to work on something for Robert Griffin. Haven't seen that. Now, 
who will step up to the plate and take a chance on Robert Griffin? Um, we know it won't be Dallas. Um, will it be one of these teams here in Florida? I'm not sure. I think Tannehill has a job locked down in Miami. Jameis Winston has a job locked down in um, Tampa. Jake Bortles, Blake Bortles, he's an up-and-coming true face of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Jacksonville is not a city I don't think they're ready for um, for Robert Griffin. Uh, where will we see him? Matt Ryan in Atlanta. He's there, and he's going to be there. Um, um, guys, uh, hey, guys, we got look at, we got Moselle. Moselle, what's going on? Everything's going great. Darrell, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Hey, guys, guys, we got Moselle Axon on. Moselle played for the Hurricanes back in the in the 70s. Um, Moselle, I just was reading an article on you where you played with um, uh, uh, Scotty Nicholas. Yeah, Scotty came in. Uh, I went down in 77, 1977. And Scotty came in, I want to say, in uh, 79, I believe. I think he came in two years after me. Uh-huh. And, and, yeah. and Scotty, of course, was a great linebacker. And we ended up playing together, actually, because uh, I played on the strong side and he played on the weak side. He called out plays for us. So we we played two years together when he came in. Good linebacker. Cool. And, uh, and I, I, I see, uh, you, I know you played with Jim Burke, too. And uh, I, I assume Jim Kelly had to be a, what, a freshman one year with you? Yes. Uh, Jim came in, uh, I think, again, um, a year maybe after I came in, a year or two after I, I was there, and uh, Jim came in with, you know, the big strong arm, and uh, out of, um, I think he was up out of Pennsylvania somewhere up there where he lived, and uh, uh, Jim was highly recruited and uh, came down, man, and really took us to the next level, you know, and uh, we started getting a lot of playmakers around uh, receivers like Pat Walker. Pat came from the same high school that I came from. Almondale High School, and then there was Jim Joyner out of Detroit, and uh, so he had some weapons and uh, you know some good running backs and uh, and a good offensive line. So we started to uh, move the ball a little bit on offense. Yeah, hey guys, we got we got Moselle Axon. Uh, Moselle played for the Hurricanes back in the seventies, and all, and um, he's gonna be with us for a minute. Hey Moselle, we got to take a quick commercial break. But man, I okay. wish you would hold on and give us about two minutes of your time after the, on the other side of this commercial, and give us one of the old school stories from Hurricanes back in the seventies. Okay, all right, all, all right. We like that. Hey guys, we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we got Moselle Axon from the University of Miami back in the seventies. He's gonna give us one of the old school stories. We'll be we'll be right back after these okay. messages. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 
12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We're getting a jump start to the 2016 deer season this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. And here's the lineup. Bill Gorman of L.L. Bean's Guide to the Outdoors. Christian Berg, editor of Peterson's Bowhunting. And Growing Deer TV's Dr. Grant Woods will all weigh in on the current whitetail status and need to prep to have a successful fall harvest. And it's presented by Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome to, welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, guys, we got Moselle Axon on. And Moselle played for the Hurricanes back in the 70s. And uh, Moselle, what's the exact years you were in Miami? I was there there from 1977 through 1981. My first two years was with uh, Lou Saban, and my last two years was with Howard Snellenberger. Okay. And uh, my high school won a state championship in 1981. Oh, okay. Okay. I went 14-0. I had a great high school team. I had some super guys on my high school team. But... We played with some of the same guys at the University of Miami. Uh, Rodney Bellinger, uh, Eddie Williams. Yeah. Um, yes. um, I never played with Art Kehoe. I know you played with Kehoe. Yeah, Kehoe actually was a, he transferred in and uh, office lineman and um, he came in and Kehoe, Kehoe and I played together for about two years uh, at Miami and an outstanding uh, offensive guard and um, uh, did, did a heck of a job there at Miami. And you know, later on, you know, as you as you know, he went into coaching and uh, you know done an outstanding job there as well. Oh yeah, and 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 Coach Keogh, he Matter of fact, he was on the championship team with me. He came in and was a graduate assistant under Howard. Um, okay. When we won the national championship in 1983, so I was on I was on one of the teams that he was on. He that's when he first started coaching at UM, and he went on from being a, a graduate assistant to getting a job and and putting out some really really good. Uh, offensive lineman into the pros uh, yeah, at the yeah. programs. And you also played with Mark Rick. You had to because Mark Rick and Jim Kelly are classmates. Yes, Mark Rick. Uh, yeah, Mark came in a uh, year after uh, I was there, and um, Mark came in as an outstanding quarterback from uh, Boca Raton and um, had set all kind of passing uh, records there at, uh, at his high school. And, um, and I got to know him pretty good. Uh, 
good sound guy, good Christian guy, and uh, came in, man, and uh, uh, you know, Mark and uh, and uh, Jim was you know battling out for the uh, starting quarterback position. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. I tell you, uh, you played with one of my one of my idols, man. When I got like, when I got to Miami, this dude really made my life real real comfortable and he talked to me and he he really kind of showed me the ropes um of how to be a how to be a college football player to be honest with you and that's okay. uh mark rush man uh mark rush kind of took me on his wing because i was a running back he was a senior running back when i got there and um he showed me mm -hmm. how to study my plays and um and really kind of you know took a little time out for me and i really appreciate mark for that you know I yeah, really Mark did. was a good running back and uh, had outstanding speed, as you know. And uh, I think Mark was Mike Class. I think he might have been red-shirted, too, though. Okay. Uh, uh, I believe. If, you know, I, I think, I, you know, I'm just trying to think about it now. But uh, he was uh, a good kickoff return guy as well. You know, yeah, very running. good kickoff return guy. Right, yeah, right. Very, very good kickoff return guy. Mm -hmm. Yep. So yeah, we play with a lot of lot of the same guys, man. Let me now, you know, when you go down to the University of Miami now, have you been down there in a while? Yes, I, I try to. My wife and I, we try to go down at least two to three times a week. I mean, a year uh, yeah. during the season there, and uh, catch a lot of the games. And uh, really, I'm, I'm just taken back, man, because when I go down, there, I see so many guys that I played with and guys that was there before me. And that I heard about, and guys that uh, came after, like you and you know Ken Calhoun, guys like that. And it's always good to get together, man, and just fellowship, man, and just have a nice time. And that, and that's what it's all about. I mean, respecting every every player down there, man. And because you know, once you you know you go and you play, you're always going to be you know a fan. You're always going to be. Uh, in the family is what I'm trying to say. So uh, it's always great to go down there and see a lot of good guys. And then seeing some of the coaches, I had a chance to see um, uh, Mike Archer. Mm -hmm. Was Mike down there when you was there, Eric? Yes. Yeah, he was there when I was there. Yeah. He right. eventually took a job with our LSU as their head coach uh, yeah. from the University yeah. of Miami. But, yeah, Coach Archer was there when I was there. Right, right. And then uh, I had a chance to see uh, Coach uh, Alexander. Hubbard Alexander, yeah. He was right, there when right. I was there. Okay, yeah. okay. So yeah. he, he was there when I was there, so he, you know, it's good to see. It's good to see uh, a lot of the players and some of the coaches. It is, man. It really is. And, you know, um, I played for Coach Joe Brodsky, and his okay. son played with you. And Coach right, Brodsky right. probably was on the staff, too. Yeah, he was on the staff. He was on yeah. the staff. I think Coach Joe, Joe was... Uh, Brodsky was the running back coach, and uh, his son played uh, receiver. Yeah, uh, Larry Brodsky. Larry, yeah. Uh huh. And and I'm and I'm just just assuming that you had to play with um. I know you played with uh, O.J. Anderson. Oh man, O.J. was a um, good friend of mine. Man, we, we yeah. had this uh, thing called the family, you know, and we stayed in thirty six C apartment. And yeah, um, <laughs> what thirty six you lived in? <laughs> Say it again. What's the what, what was the thirty six number you lived in? Thirty six Z. Z or yeah, V? 30, Z Z last alphabet. Z, Z ah, Z. <laughs> that's where Calhoun and Stanley Shakespeare lived at at the end. They lived in Z. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what he was telling me. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. That, was, that was our home right there, man. Thirty six yeah, Z. Man, I tell you, man, are you talking about something real special? 
man, that 36 apartment complex was something really, really special. I mean, you couldn't go through there without needing. If you needed something, somebody in one of those apartments would be able to get it for you or loan it to you or help you with it. You know, and I think that's what really made us such a strong unit when I was in college, man, is that, right. I mean, 36 apartments, that was our property. Um, you, you, yeah. At one point, you could walk through, I could walk from one apartment all the way to the other one and yeah. not go outside, go to school through one back door to the next back uh-huh. door. One back right. door. There's always somebody coming in door. there, man. Yeah, uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's always somebody yeah, coming through there, man. Jose, yep. man, Jose was like, uh, uh, he had an awesome senior year, man. He was like, uh, at that time, your your speed in the 40 was like a 4.5 during that time. That was like super, super fast. Unlike today, now you got the guys wearing a 4.2, 4.3. But back then, man, that 4.5 was like awesome, man. That was that was, that was was his speed, man. And uh, he had size with the two, man, and uh, could move as well. And so... Having to go against him every day in practice, man, and we tell a lot of stories about that, man. He, he to this day, he said, "I never touched him, couldn't touch him." You know what <laughs> I mean? He just he had everything going, man. I mean, just a great guy, and just uh, <sighs> uh, a good lead on the team as well, man. I'm telling yeah. Hey, Mose, I know we can't keep you all night, man, but I tell you, man, we could tell some stories all night. But hey, before I let you go, I got somebody yeah. I want you to holler at before they go. Hey, uh. Matt, let Rod come on through here. What's going on, Rod? Hey, Daryl, what's going on, man? I'm loving life, every second of it. We got Rodney Bellinger joining us on the show no, tonight. Man, ladies Rodney. and gentlemen. And, and Rodney, we got Moselle on the other side. He want to holler at you. Hey, man, what a surprise. Hey, Moselle, <laughs> how you doing, man? Man, what's going on, Rodney? Uh, I'm up in Augusta, Georgia, trying to... Uh, Live, live my middle age life. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm about to hit 54. <laughs> man, I, it's just awesome to hear from you, man. I'm telling, I hadn't, I hadn't seen you. It's been a, been a minute now, man. But uh, I can just remember, like yesterday, man, we were in the apartments together at 36 C. You know what I'm saying? 36 C. I'm telling you, man, uh, I always admire you, man, because you play good ball, man, good ball and uh, good skills and everything, man. And, and, uh, well, I, 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 I told Daryl you was my roommate. I know he had to be a little shocked. I happened. To, I don't know how it happened, but I was the only freshman in a room with two seniors and a junior. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it turned out to be the best thing that happened to me because when those guys moved on and then uh, a, a new a new crop of guys came in I had yeah. I had three freshmen in my room <laughs> okay so I had some leadership skills that I learned from you guys you know what I'm saying that helped me out a whole bunch man right right I, I followed your career a little bit too man because you went on to play in the NFL for a little while too right yeah I got drafted in the third round by the Bills you know, mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. having a, a decent career at Miami. But, okay. you know, okay. you, you guys set, uh, uh, set the foundation, laid the foundation for for mm-hmm. us guys. A lot of guys that are younger, they don't know. They might think the 1983 championship team did, but it was that 80 team that went to the Peach Bowl, and they laid that winning foundation 
you know, for us to, 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 to eventually win a championship. So a lot of guys yeah. don't know that. Right, right. I remember that because uh, I was on that Peach Bowl team that uh, when we won the Peach Bowl. And, uh, the, the Peach uh, Bowl. I, I, I don't think we had went to a bowl in how many years before that? It, it, had, been, it had been 13 years before the University of Miami had been to a bowl game. Uh, and in 81, we went and played, uh, like I think it was uh, Virginia, I believe it was, Virginia Tech, and um, Virginia Tech. up in Atlanta. Yeah, that's where, exactly where it was. I, I don't think I played one down. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but guys, people that know the history of the University of Miami know that that's where the foundation really started. In that Peace Bowl game, uh, Jim Kelly was the quarterback uh, in that game, and um, that's where it all started, guys. You know, we, right, right. It was a strong foundation because, you know, a lot of guys played um, successful in the NFL from, from those teams back the, back in the day. You know, we talked right, about right. Jim Burke and uh, Jim Joyner. Um, yes, yes. You know, yeah, those guys yeah, had, had Walker. good career. Pat Walker. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yep. Larry Broski. It was, it was quite a few guys. Yeah. You know, Miami was the really captain in the middle. Man, called and, uh, the defensive plays. <laughs> yeah. 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 Miami so, had started recruiting uh, good talent, man, and, and, and people were coming, you know, like Rodney and others too, man, that started coming down there, and uh, and it all came about once we started winning, man, and we always had a, when I was down there, our defense was always tough, man, but we didn't really have the offense at the time, like when Jim Kelly got down there, things started to turn around a little bit, but, uh, but the defense was there, but it just didn't have the offense, but when you put those two together, man, I'm telling you, it was like the light came on, and, and we was really started to do a lot of damage, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and and, and Coach Nallenberger, um, he brought a different uh, atmosphere to the program. You know, I I, I could only speak for playing under Coach Nallenberger and Jimmy Johnson, and uh, mm -hmm. Coach Nallenberger, he was he was somewhat of a militant, and he seemed like he really wanted to monopolize all of your time. But when you look at it, he wanted your time to be focused on football, football, football. And I'm not so sure he really cared a whole lot about studies because Coach Vagotas <laughs> was our academic advisor. I'm almost sure he didn't care too much about studies because Coach Vagotas was our academic advisor. You understand what yeah. I'm saying, man? Come on. But it was well, all about well, football. I had a conversation man. with you, Daryl, about that. Because uh, I, I hadn't mentioned it to Mose. I went back and got my degree in 2007, and uh -huh. um, you talked about Vagotas, that one person, and, and they had some uh, another guy, Dean Papino, and he right. wasn't easy to get to, okay, but man, when I went there in 2007 and, and saw how David Wyman had that academic, uh, 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 athletic academic structure set up. He had about uh -huh. thirty guys working, or thirty people working for him, and they were all accessible to you, and you know, put you in the right courses. And every day, yeah. they 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 get a chance to evaluate what you're doing daily, and if you need some help. I didn't even know when I went back. Hell, we used paper, paper and pen <laughs> when I was in school with Moselle, but when we got back, they was using computer, and I almost fell back. <laughs> Because I wasn't yeah. acclimated to the computer, but they yeah. taught me how to use the computer. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and that's 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 the big difference now with the University of Miami athletics and their academics is right. they really got a solid foundation on that end of it. 
Now they just have to rebuild that football in back, and I think they got the right coach to do that. They got our old teammate, Moselle. Yeah, I know. We were just talking about that, man. And uh, Mark Rickers, he's going to, and he is doing wonderful things already. So uh, I think it's just a matter of time. I'm expecting to see something this year, as a matter of fact. You know? I'm expecting well, to see something being this old year. defensive guys, we want to see some, some sound defense play. You know, I want to see some gang tackle. <laughs> That's right. Yes, yes. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. But you was talking about the. Uh, I can remember when I was down there, and uh, we had we did have study hall, but it was just like you know you go there on, on a Monday night, sit in there, just the paper, you know. But I'm sure now all that's changed now, man. All that has changed, and uh, uh, it's probably more structured now, and you know, than somebody just you know standing the door with a list or with your name on there and everything. You go sit down, and for a few minutes after that, you leave and go back to your dorm or whatever. But now. Yeah, and, and the University of Miami has a, has a really high um, graduation rate, Moselle, and it's been that way right. for a long time. And I think mm-hmm. we take a lot of pride in that. And, uh, and, I, and I really uh, contribute a lot of that to Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson bought in mm-hmm. this woman named Pat Farmer and, um, okay. no, excuse me, Anna Price. And Anna, Anna Price, Price was, was, I mean, she was bound and determined that every athlete that came to those doors was going to graduate from the University of Miami. And she made mm-hmm. it her business. And at one point, she had an 80%, over 80% graduation rate. And, wow. um, I mean, that, that started it all. And, um, mm-hmm. I mean, this lady, and when you, you have to see this woman come back for a reunion. And mm-hmm. it's almost like, who, what are all of those guys over there? Who are all of those guys over there stand up talking? What are all those guys? Everybody's trying to get a piece of Anna Price to hug her neck, to say oh, hello man. to her, or just to wow. just be in her presence for a minute, man. This lady yeah, is a powerful yeah. tool. She's been a powerful, powerful tool at University of Miami. And I mean, when I say that, I mean she has worked her tail off to make sure right. that part of the foundation of the University of Miami, that academic and the graduation, is a standard. It's not something right. that's unusual. It's the usual for that program. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I, man, if you mention her name, people are going to mm-hmm. know who she is. And she didn't get to the program until around um, 1984 is when she showed up. Right, oh, okay. right, right, right. I got a chance to uh, get to know Anna Price, and, and she helped me out quite a bit. So I have a, right. a, a relationship with Anna. I, I see Anna uh, on, on Facebook, and we kind of disconnect. I got to get her phone number. She sent it to me. Somehow I didn't get it, but, uh, you know, Anna Anna is, is a, a heck of a mentor, and right. she dealt with a lot of serious issues <laughs> yeah you know we we, we uh, being athletes you know you wouldn't think that guys have issues socially they do and she was like yeah. a mother to a lot of guys and they can put that she put their arms around them and stuff she did that for me yeah you right know? she was one of the people that did that well you know you, you know several people helped me get on the right track because yeah, you man. know Moselle when you're a freshman and you come in there a star from high school, now you got to prove yourself all over again, man. You right. know, your academics can fall short. You can lose fo- focus on what you're really there for. You right. know, when you right. ain't getting no playing time and you're not <laughs> traveling and, 
you know, they're expecting right. you to get acclimated to the program that first year, whether you're red shirt or not. And yeah. uh, I had a tough time. My freshman yeah. year was like And you I know, Rod, uh, sometimes when you look at that depth chart, and your name in the same spot, right on the bottom. Oh, Yesterday, yeah, yeah. tomorrow, and yeah, guess where it's yeah. going to be at next week? In that same spot. Your freshman right. year, sometimes it doesn't matter how hard you practice, <laughs> your name ain't moving on that depth chart unless somebody may yeah. get hurt. Then you might move right. up. Hey, guys, you listen to Sports Info UM on the Voice of America radio. We got Rodney Bellage and Moselle Action on a two former University of Miami players from the 70s and the 80s. And you got me, Daryl Oliver, from the 80s. <laughs> hey, guys, we'll be right back after these messages. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, thanks guys, Rodney and Moselle. Rodney Bellinger, University of Miami. Rodney graduated in 1983. And uh, Moselle, Moselle played back in the 80s. He graduated in 1981 from 77 to 81. Um, Moselle Axon, both of those guys played with Jim Kelly. Both of them played with Mark Rick. Uh, Moselle Axon played with Jim Burke. And um, 
And both of those guys are super guys. I had a chance to play with Rodney for um, two years while I was at the University of Miami. My very first year, my freshman year. Um, like Rodney was saying, I, I didn't touch the field my freshman year. I mean, didn't get a didn't get a lick of action. I mean, you just you just looking at the game from the sideline. And then on the home games, my parents would come to Miami sometime, and I would actually dress out so they could see me on the sideline, knowing that I was not going to touch the field. But it was a beautiful experience. And uh, I'll never forget my freshman year, the very first game of the season, we played University of Florida. And, man, me and Willie Smith, Willie was from Jacksonville, I was from Palatka. We both made the trip, and I had had a really good fall. I thought I was going to make me maybe get me a little playing time. My, my number was third on the depth chart. I thought, sure, I might even get a little playing time. Man, I did not touch the field. And trust me, when I got to Florida Field and it was like 70,000 people there, that was the first time I had ever played in a, in, in a crowd, in front of a crowd that big. I was really happy that I did not get a chance to play because I was nowhere near ready to, uh, to face that kind of um, emotion, energy, excitement. It's, I was just nowhere close to being ready. However, um, by the by the end of my sophomore year, I was ready, and I had I had played quite a bit from time to time because we did win a national championship that year, and I was still third on the depth chart, and I had an opportunity to um to get some playing time and and get some plays under my belt. But hey, guys, um, Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos are running out of time. You know, there's a story out today that says Peyton really wants to play. He think he, he may want to play another year or so. Now, if but the Denver Broncos will be cutting Peyton Manning in the next week. And they will cut him before March 9th because if they don't cut him before March 9th, they're going to owe him $19 million. I really don't think the Denver Broncos want to pay Peyton Manning nineteen million dollars i don't see it happening i i think they want to go in the direction of of oswaller but the texans have already said if the broncos don't come up with the money to sign oswaller and they get rid of him they'll be first in line to sign him so oswaller already has takers and i'm not so sure that peyton manning he he won't be having takers if he if uh, the Broncos decide that they don't want to pay him the uh, the 19 mil, so I think the Broncos are they're they're almost in a in a good position. They got two quarterbacks that they could sign. One is a young and up and coming quarterback. Here's another quarterback that won a Super Bowl in last year and has two Super Bowls under his belt. Wow, they're in a they're in a, that sounds like a pretty good position to be in. Hey, um. You know, Mike Tyson is going to be on TV coming up in the next couple of days, and he tells this story. And I'm going to tell you guys this story before Mike Tyson tells you this story. Mike Tyson said he came home after him and him and his wife, uh, Robin Givens, had, had decided to get divorced and everything was all settled. But Mike said he came home, came to her, went to her house, to, you know, maybe get him a little one shot of Nookie before he got the divorce. And uh, so he was kind of hanging around. He had keys to the house and everything. He was hanging around. And says, uh, she ride up and with Brad Pitt. 
And Mike Tyson said he knows it was her car when it, when the car pulled up because he bought it for her. But um, Mike also says that uh, he said he didn't catch Robin in the in the act with Brad Pitt, but she he really think that if he had been there five minutes later, he would have caught him in the act. So hey, but Mike Tyson said he was real cool about it, and ever since then, him and Brad Pitt have been real tight friends. Now I can believe that. I, you know, I can believe that. I mean, hey, you know, come on, Mike. I'm glad you. I'm, I'm glad you showed a little, uh, little reservation right there. I, I really appreciate that. Uh, Jameis Winston says the one thing that he will be working on this off season, the one thing that he needs to work on the most is his conditioning. And I would have to admit, I think I think at one point last year, Jameis Winston looked. Uh, he looked around a little, um, a little thick around the waist. You know, I mean, really. I mean, he had that belly hump, humping over a little bit last year. And now we all know that uh, Jameis Winston has a great arm, and he has some um, some good physical skills. He runs the ball quite well when he needs to. But uh, I think he's doing himself a favor if he can see the areas that he needs that he need to work on. And this is one that I, I would have to agree that um, he needs to work on his physical conditioning. And this needs to be something that he works on for the rest of his career while he's playing in the NFL. I don't think this is something that um, Jameis needs to needs to just say, um, this is something he needs to work on now or you get to a point where you think you, 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 you've done enough. I just don't see it happen. I think, I think really, Jameis... Get yourself in good shape. Find a desired weight that you want to be at. Something that's going to be healthy and strong for you, and something that's going to put you in a position where you can, where you can have a, a solid, solid year coming up. Lane Kiffin and his wife is getting a divorce. I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh, I I remember uh, once when I was looking into um, getting a graduate assistant job with Coach Howard Snellenberg, and Coach Snellenberg was at the University of Louisville. The first question he asked me was, are you married? And he wanted to know, was I married? Because if you are married, it's really tough to, to have this job and be married. I mean, these guys put in so much time, it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable the amount of time these guys put in in a day. Some of us work eight hours, eight and a half hours, and we really think we've put in a solid day's work. These coaches in college football and professional football, these guys, it is nothing for them to put in 14, 15, 16-hour days. And trust me, it's hard for a spouse to deal with a guy that's gone for 20 hours a day almost. Come on. And now and that doesn't count when you're going on a, on, a, on a road trip where you leave on a, on a Friday afternoon and you come back on Sunday. And what do you do on Monday? You go right to work at 5 o'clock and you're there in that office from 5 until 5 or 5 until 7. Come on. You know, they, these guys put in a lot of hours, a lot of hours. And it's really tough to be married to these coaches. Um... Um, Jimbo Fisher, his wife, same thing. You know, um, Bill Belichick, he just he divorced about four years ago. It's very difficult 
you have to have a special kind of woman to deal with, to be a, a coach's wife. And I say that just being a high school coach's wife, it really takes a special kind of woman to be a high school coach's wife because some of these guys are coach high school football. They think they're coaching in the AFC or the NFC. They act like they have to be at a high school practice four hours after practice is over. Come on, give it a break. And I, I really think that um, I don't know how, but this is a job that these guys chose. This is a job that they, this is the profession that they're in. And it's really, really hard to, to take something away from someone that has passion for it. And if you are a football coach and you're a good one, I can guarantee you, you have a lot of passion for it. And that means that you care about this thing in a deep, deep way. And when you care about that in a deep, deep way, it's almost like you care about some of these things a little bit more. And it's hard to say a little bit more than you care about your family. And sometimes these coaches can get in a room or or in an office, and they can sit there and talk about plays, defense, offense, X's and O's for hours at a time. Hours at a time. And I was one of those guys, so I know these things happen. Guys, um, this guy Boza, the uh, defensive end, defensive tackle from Ohio State, uh, the word is not, the word is now is that he may not be as as good as advertised. Um, he may not be as good as he's been cracked up to be. Um, so who will be the first player selected in this year's um, NFL draft? According to the Combine, this is the slowest group of wide receivers they've had since, since the 90s. Wow. So this is, I think the average speed is like 4.53 or 4.56. That's not a very fast time. Tony Romo will have a plate in his shoulder. Wow. That is serious, man. I mean, you know, I mean, Wow. This is an injury now that Tony Romo is going to have to deal with. But what are the consequences? What are the repercussions from this type of injury 10, 20 years down the road? Wow. A 16-year-old Russian boy won a state at a hotel for one month with a Russian porn star. That lucky, lucky little guy for 16 years old. And he was, um, he, he, he was eligible to win the prize at 16 years old. His mom says that he will not be going to stay at a hotel for a month with a porn star. However, he can gift this prize away. The mom said his dad will not be going to stay at a hotel with a porn star. However, he can gift this prize away. So maybe somebody else might be getting this one-month stay at a hotel. And from what I understand, it's a plush hotel with a porn star. Wow. I'm not Russian, and I won't be in Russia no time soon. And I'm married, so I guess you can count me off that list. But guys... Somebody's going to have a good time. And hey, I'm sure in a, in a society that we live in, a day that we live in, somebody's taking pictures, baby. And it'll be all over the internet as well. Hey, guys, thank you for listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice of America radio. 
Robert Griffin, we hope you find a team. Somebody out there is willing to pay you some money. Somebody out there is willing to have a good quarterback. And Robert, I hope you sat back last year when you wasn't playing and you were playing free safety on the scout team. I hope you stood back and learned something. I hope you were able to absorb and learn and self-taught, be self-taught during last season. I hope this was a real learning and teaching experience for you. And you come back this year, revive a whole lot of humility and ready to take the NFL by storm. We only wishing you the best, Robert, because you're not RG3 and all that stuff. No, you just Robert Griffin. Get yourself together. And that's all you need to be is Robert Griffin. Guys, we'll be back next week with more sports info. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.